Good morning again. Thank you, Mark, for doing double duty today. I appreciate that. With so many missing, that sometimes happens. And God saw that it was good. We know that anything that God has his hand in is good. But especially the animal kingdom. There was a movie um, not so long ago. Carl reminded me of it earlier. I did see it. Incredible Beast and Where to Find Them. I tell you that the place to find them is right before your eyes. Animals and other things that have been created by God have inspired scientific and engineering innovations for years. An apple falling from a tree inspired Newton to define the laws of gravity. And by the way, Newton was a very godly man also. And one we don't think about so much, um, we call them cockleburrs, the burrs that were clinging to a hunting dog led to the invention of Velcro. Think about it. It's the same thing, right? We could use cockleburrs, but we choose not to. Well, for scientists at the Air Force Research Lab, it's the hairs on bats and crickets. Now, you don't think about them being hairy, do you? But Anyway, these hairs um, have inspired the creation of artificial hair sensors that are destined to change the control of flight. Now, have you ever tried to catch a cricket? It's kind of hard, isn't it? It is for me because I can't hear one cricket. I can hear a bunch of them, but not, not one. Well, did you ever notice that the cricket will stop chirping when you go into the room? Now, you know why they do that? It's because he can detect an air disturbance, and he doesn't know if you're a friend or a foe. So God has given bats the same sort of thing, but he's given them fine hairs that they use to detect very small changes in the pressure of the air around them. And the Air Force researchers have mimicked these hairs with carbon nanotubes, which are electrically conducting. They have little electrical con electrically conducting fibers inside. And as the air pressure changes very slightly, uh, they can detect that. And the size of these fibers is about one-tenth the size of a human hair. So they're pretty small. They're very light in weight. And they're going to allow aircraft to essentially fly by feel. If you can think about that, they'll respond quickly. The computers can handle that nowadays, the quick response. So this is very important for lightweight aircraft, especially if you think about it for fighters and also for drones. So another use of God's technology. And I've got two or three of these I want to talk about before we get into the heart of the lesson, which is uh, the spiritual and ethical things that we can learn from the animal kingdom. Another wonderful animal created by God is the owl. It has an amazing ability to silently descend on its prey. Have you ever seen a skinny owl? They don't have any trouble getting their food, do they? Their prey doesn't have a chance. Now, the reason this works they have 
a comb of stiff feathers along the leading edge of the wing, and they've got a flexible fringe on the trailing edge of the wing, and then soft downy material on the top of the wing. And these amazing fe features allow the hunting owl to plunge down out of the night sky in complete silence. So researchers are beginning to apply this godly technology to various wings and blades that are used on helicopters, wind turbines, airplanes, and even warships. This will greatly reduce the noise associated with these devices. Uh, it will especially be useful on the battlefield and in submarines because the enemy sonar will pick up sounds. And if they're quiet, it's going to make them a lot safer. Now, of course, the, the Black Hawk helicopter may truly get a whisper mode. So also these quiet fans and rotor blades are going to be very important in developing the long-awaited flying car because right now they're so noisy that it wouldn't be practical. Now this is one I think I'd rather they didn't finish development. Can you imagine this, uh, a herd of these cars on the beltway? That doesn't sound good, does it? All right, one other one, the hummingbird. There's nothing more efficient as far as energy comes and hovering in, in place. But the wings on these birds, they're studying, they're, they're, they're emulating these rings, these wings with rotating wings. And they've been able to build a copter the size of a hummingbird. And the, the British are actually using it on the battlefield in Afghanistan because they're very efficient at hovering um, and maneuvering. But there's still some secrets that we don't have about the hummingbird. For instance, how does it change or how does it maintain its flight in a strong wind or a wind gust? They can do it. If you've ever played with a drone, that's very hard to do anything with. They can also navigate through branches and they can change their direction so rapidly when they're in um, aerial dogfights. Uh, we should say bird fights, but you know what I mean. The hummingbirds actually fight, and that's a sight to see. And I have a couple others, but to uh, save time, I won't mention the butterfly and the sensors that uh, they're using to sense gases in noisy back backgrounds uh, where there are other gases. Um, the big one is the, the dog's nose. They've studied that, and... Um, they're building bomb detectors from that technology. The dog is about a thousand times better at it than our best bomb detector. All this from God. And, uh, you know, these truly are amazing creatures. So, I'll get to the point. Some of the most wonderful things that God has ever created are animals. But of course, the most wonderful is you and me. So we want to take a look at what we can learn from these creatures, and we should feel truly blessed that knowing that we are far above these creatures. We read in Matthew 6:26, for example, to Look at the birds of the sky, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your, your heavenly Father feeds them. 
Are you not of more value than they? Also in Luke 12, 6, we're told, are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins? Well, sparrows are common creatures in Israel. Yet we're told that not one of these birds falls to the ground without the father's knowledge. So do you think he's likely to forget one of us? No, he's not. He knows everything about us. We know he knows the number of hairs on our head. and For some of us, it's not hard for him to count them anymore. So Jesus said, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, for your heavenly fathers feed them. And if your heavenly fathers feeds the birds, how much more will he feed you, his precious beloved child? One of the big things we're told that we need to really listen to in Matthew 6, 31 through 32. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we wear, or what shall we drink, or what shall, what shall we wear, I say again. No. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Well, the sparrow is just a little ordinary bird, isn't it? It's always chir- chirping happily. It, it, it's a perfect example of not worrying. So, Let's look at some of the other spiritual lessons that animals teach us. Let's use in particular some of the animals that are in the Bible and what the Bible says. Remember the deer. Well, a deer is very sure-footed, graceful, and it's beautiful, isn't it? Unless you have one jump on your car or something, but we'll, we'll not think about that. Psalm 18, 32 through 33 tells us, God is the one who gives me strength. He clears the path I need to take. He makes my feet as steady as those of a deer. Even on steep mountains, he keeps me from falling. So we know that sure-footedness and gracefulness are qualities that we can have in a spiritual sense. Sure-footedness comes from a firm foundation of God in our lives and the simplicity of God's way. Sometimes our lives get too complicated, don't they? So our spiritual feet are like the feet of a deer, confident and able to gracefully make it through the obstacles of life. What about the eagle? That's a symbol of our nation. Soaring, faithful, and unafraid of storms. Isaiah 40, 31, you're all familiar with. Those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. There are so many spiritual lessons we can learn from an eagle. Eagles are known, of course, to soar majestically, very high in the sky. We know that instead of flapping their wings and expending energy, they use air currents to glide and to soar. 
And this is a good illustration of letting God be our strength instead of using our own power. The power of the Holy Spirit in our lives is like the air current that allows the eagle to soar to great heights. Eagles are also faithful, faithful to their mate and to their babies. They mate for life, and most birds do. They're also unafraid of storms. Instead of hiding in fear, as you might expect, you know, they're out in the weather. Instead of hiding, they use the storm to be lifted higher, up above the clouds. And the storms of life are not fun, and sometimes we just want to curl up in a ball and hide, don't we? But the scriptures encourage us to think of storms in a different way. To trust God and remember that trials and storms make us stronger and more mature. If we learn them, as we are told in James 1, 2 through 4, which you're all familiar with, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That's good advice, isn't it? What about the ant? Well, sometimes we don't like them, especially when they get on our countertop. There are a million of them. But they're hardworking, purposeful. You know, you see an ant carrying something that's ten times bigger than he is. They're cooperative and they're foresightful. Sounds like good advice, doesn't it? Proverbs 6.6 6 tells us, Go to the ant, O sluggard, observe her ways and be wise. Even though ants have a tiny brain, sometimes they seem smarter than a whole lot of people we know. They not only work hard in an organized way, they also prepare for the future. Instead of lounging around wasting time like many humans do, they busily prepare for the next season, storing up provisions. There's an important spiritual lesson that God wants us to learn. In Matthew 6, 19, 21, he says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For, what your treasure, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So Jesus tells us to store up our treasures in heaven instead of focusing on nice things in our temporary life. We need to have an eternal perspective instead of spiritual short-sightedness. So we can take a big lesson from the ants. Of course, the Bible talks about the lamb and sheep. And they are innocent, relational, and most importantly, they know their shepherd's voice. 
John 10, 27 tells us, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Because we know the lamb symbolizes innocence and purity, which is why God wanted the Israelites to use an unblemished lamb as a sacrifice. And this was a shadow of the ultimate sacrifice, which is Jesus' death on the cross. He was the spotless lamb of God, and he took away the sin of the world. We read in John 1, 29. But in addition to their innocent and gentle nature, the lamb is relational. Sheep don't like to be alone. They feel much safer in a flock. God wants the church to be the same way. He wants the congregation to gather. He wants us to be here for, for worship service, for Bible study. Anytime the door is open, we ought to be here. But Jesus told us in Matthew 10, 16, we are to go out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so we are to be wise, yet not innocent. Wise, yet innocent. Another quality of the lamb is that he knows the shepherd's voice, and if we have the proper relationship with God, we will heed his voice through his word. Now, a couple more. The camel. Everybody wants a pet camel, don't they? <laughs> He's persevering, always moves with a steady, steady pace, and he's a sojourner. They're known for traveling long distances across deserts with very little water. I wouldn't advise the very little water part. They're very enduring, and they're hardy animals. In this life, we go through difficult times and trying seasons, we have to persevere, keep plodding forward toward the prize, which is heaven. Camels know how to pace themselves, which means they adapt to difficult surroundings, which is a characteristic which helps them make it through. They're kind of like God's people, aren't they? We're sojourners traveling through this world. It's only temporary. So we need to persevere until we reach our final destination, which is heaven. And then the dove. Again, innocent, harmless, but symbolic of peace. Matthew 10, 16 tells us, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Like the, evil, like the eagle, the dove mates for life. They've long been seen as birds that are loyal, dedicated, honorable, and peaceable. And Jesus instructs us to be innocent and harmless like a dove. But he tells us to be shrewd and wise also. And then there's the ox. Patient, has a servant's heart, and knows his master. Isaiah 1 tells us, an ox knows its owner, and a donkey its master's manger, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. 
Well, God's had trouble with his people along the way, hasn't he? They don't recognize who created them and who provides them with all the blessings. But animals don't seem to have this problem. And the final animal I want to look at is the lion. Beautiful animal. But don't try to pet one. He's very strong. He's bold. He's fearless. Above all, he's confident. So one of Jesus' titles is the Lion of Judah. Revelation 5, 5. The lion denotes great strength, power, majesty, the king of all. So these are all qualities that we should emulate. Strength, power, being fearless, because we're God's people. Boldness, boldness and confidence. We're going to heaven. We should be the boldest people on earth, shouldn't we? The most confident people. And remember, though, that Jesus is both the lion and the lamb. Shows the perfect balance of power and authority. Yet the same, at the same time, his sacrificial love, his goodness, kindness, and compassion. So wouldn't it be great if people would just emulate some of the characteristics of animals? It would be a better world, wouldn't it? We would be much happier people if we could do that. Any of you remember Red Skelton? I know some of us do. Well, you remember the skit that he used to do? Uh, Gertrude and Heathcliff, the two seagulls. Gertrude and Heathcliff, two seagulls. Well, these two were sitting on a light pole, and they were watching the traffic hurrying by and all that, and Gertrude said to Heathcliff, why is man so full of worries and cares? Well, Heathcliff replied, I guess they don't have a heavenly father like we do. Now, I'm not saying that I believe that the birds know that, but we know that. And we should behave a whole lot differently, knowing that we have a heavenly father who cares for us and that we're going to be with him someday. So, Next time you're worrying about something, think about the animals. This is the perfect opportunity for those of you who have not become a Christian. You do have a Heavenly Father, and you have a church here who loves you. If you're willing to obey the gospel. There are men here who are willing to baptize you so that you can begin your Christian walk. Maybe you've had problems and you've fallen away from the church and you would like the prayers of the church. Whatever your needs, this will be the perfect opportunity as we stand and sing the invitation song.